stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from uh, the thing and all the stuff. I listen. I forgot the lyrics right now because you said words. But this is the Blue Heaven Podcast. (laughs) That feels loud. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on the Twitter and Instagram. That's right. My name is Brooke. You can find me at Brooke Me Three on Twitter and Instagram. On today's show, the bullpen, big time trouble in the bullpen because people are hurt. People are overworked. Yeah, uh, pets' heads are falling off. Yep, a lot of things. And I think you're calling it Freddie emotion. Freddie emotional damage. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Freddie, all kinds of sad. We're going to talk about that because people seem to have their own takes on it. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to argue against whatever you guys say because I don't have a strong opinion on it. So I'll just be <laughs> that guy today. Heen dog here Heen-dog. today, gone tomorrow. Right, I have a. I have a. Uh... It'd be really cool if we had starting pitchers. That could stay healthy. Yeah, we also lost Dan Hudson. We're going to talk about that in this show. We're going to talk about Trace Thompson. Trace Thompson. Vindication. The, the, rev, the revelation. Take two so far a success here in Dodger Blue. Uh, Rockies, Padres. Oh, my, and a whole lot more on today's episode of the Blue Heaven Podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us if you're watching us live here for the pregame ahead of uh, Game 1 on Monday against the Rockies. In Colorado, Tyler Anderson on the bump. But before we get into the show, I've got to remind you, this is a podcast. So if you go on iTunes, you go on to Spotify, go wherever your podcasts are available for free. We live there. If you have the opportunity to rate and review, that would mean a whole bunch to us. Um, but if not, go do it anyway. And while you're here, you're on the internet. Do subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell, hit a like, leave a comment, do all that kind of stuff. It helps keep us alive. And look at Brooke got a new shirt because of it. I did, yeah. I don't often buy new clothes. Yeah, you don't. You're real. Uh, I wear the same like three shirts. You maximize your currency towards keeping local bars. Absolutely, I am a man business. of the people. Hey, I well, like why local is this businesses. Front facing. I like, we are not sponsored. Sorry. I like to spend money on places that matter. Guys, don't forget this is a live show. We do this every Monday, except when we don't do it Monday, like next Monday, because we have to celebrate uh, drinking holiday. That's what all holidays are, right? That's what they become I mean, when you're past every, almost thirty. Isn't every day a drinking day? Yeah, but then we have an excuse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one's going to judge me for drinking on next Monday. Here's the here's where you get the, the excuse to do it with friends. Ah, to drink with friends. That's assuming I have friends. Guys, don't forget to drop into the chat. Let us know where you're up in Dodgers Nation tonight. What you guys want to talk about. Anthony Kino over on YouTube says, Hope no one drowned in the flood of Freddy's tears this weekend. I will say they really they really replayed that video one too many times, guys. Richard Hooker says, Jansen, what's your take on his blown save? We'll talk about that because I got a lot of fun things to say about Kenley. We also went on the live on our Instagram before that and took shots and talked about that because that was a a lot of fun and league gaming bring up the point that freddie got player of the week by the way yeah, still takes happen? a lot of hit how did that happen that's just uh, he didn't it didn't feel like he had that great of a week but then again it's freddie freeman he's just good this is what he does that also might be that no one else had that particularly great of a week he did have a good week he hit over 400 for the week he only hit two bombs how many wins did he get <laughs> he didn't have any wins on that time <laughs> eric is checking time. in the stream he's still on the uh the covid il he'll be back in next week but he said why brooke gotta wear new shirts when i'm not there Ah, uh, man. Yeah, this was an accident, actually. Today's laundry day because I haven't done laundry. How uh, is Monday? I mean, you know what Monday is. 
You don't know what my weekends consist of. So, so today is not laundry day. Today, you just happen to be out of laundry. You're acting like Monday is the start of my week. Yes. I don't have a real job. Therefore, I have no so start of the week. So it's just a constant loop of time. I'm just in time. You, you guys understand when you don't have a real job like, like us, you aren't looking forward to weekends. You're looking forward to when your friends are off of work, which happens to sometimes be weekends. Minions yeah. too. Our Minions comes yes. out on Friday, by the way. So my, if you guys are not busy. My dude is really, really looking forward to, uh, to his Minions um, coming soon to, uh, to a theater near you. By the way... Uh, uh, League Gaming Inc. says, thank you, Brooke, for reading my comment. Now let's kiss. Ooh. I need this mouse. Uh, Roach, hey, that was Roach, a real gold bloom Roach wants me to... Hmm? It was a real, uh, real gold bloom. Oh, know? yeah, thank Ooh. you. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, uh, League Gaming. Leslie yes. Taylor says, happy Monday, boys, from the very hot Central Valley. It is hot everywhere. Central Valley, I imagine, even worse, because it, it's, the, it's the Central Valley. I tried to, I tried to golf last week. Didn't, oh. didn't make it through very many holes. Yeah, no, I, I, I did on su- uh, Saturday in Chino, and that was a terrible idea. I did play 18 somehow. I played seven good. in Temecula. You know what I did? I got home, jumped in the pool immediately. I don't have a pool. That's where you messed up, my uh, dude. Someone get me a house with a pool. Hit that subscribe button so I can have a house <laughs> with a pool, everybody. Uh, these are the important things. Uh, Candy is upset, but who would have thought that uh, some random Facebook person would be upset with the idea of this show? Candy. How's your mom? <laughs> well, Candy is upset because uh, we are not talking about Dodger baseball, so let's talk about Dodger baseball right now. That's Brooke's favorite part of this show. Hudson, Danny Hudson, my boy. He's out for the season. He blows out his knee. It sucks a load. Of, that's at least four scoops of ass to see Ugh. Danny go down like that. Done for the year. Says he wants to pitch in 2023. I don't care, really, because that doesn't help right now. And before he went down with the injury, this bullpen already needed help. Bullpen. Suddenly a pretty big concern. Yeah, some of them, people are still getting the job done. Your boy Bickford, you called it. The regression is here. It's now, and it's heavy. Um, Vessia, I'm still kind of teetering on where he's exactly fitting in. I think they are, too. Well, I mean, we know know where he's fitting in. He's fitting in in the seventh and whatever, but uh, it's it's tough times. And then, you know, Kimbrell's a box of chocolates. You don't really know what you're going to get except for – Inconsistency? Fastball. You're going to get a fastball. That only gets you so far in life. Fastball on a curve that isn't, uh, that isn't uh, hit for a strike. And Bruzdar had a real up and down weekend, capped by his first career save. But uh, I like how he pumped in that 103 mile an hour fastball. I was like, oh, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. Daddy's fired up today. He was, he was, uh, he was yoked, as the kids say. But man, you know, they, uh, with Hudson out. Trinan's still out. Ferguson's down. Uh, you got some problems there in that uh, back end of the bullpen, in the middle end of the bullpen, and everywhere in the bullpen. How are you feeling about where we're at, and what do you think? Uh, what do you think happens in the next month and a half until that trade deadline? Let me say something positive about David Price because I haven't done that in DP, uh, my boy, since he was traded to the Dodgers. I think is the last time I said something positive. How about that dude hitting the upper nineties? Where the hell did that come from? He, wait, that one I did not see. He, he went over 95 miles an hour on his fastball. <laughs> it was nuts. He was uh, pumping him out Was there. that Sunday? Saturday. I don't trust the Fox gun. Ah, me neither. Not, not necessarily. Fox isn't really uh, good at being truthful. That dude hasn't hit that high on his fastball in uh, 34 years, I think, is the last time he did that. So not necessarily that velocity is <laughs> everything, but it's often an indication of health overall. So if yeah. he's very healthy, which he should be because they have him pitch once every three months, 
that might be a good weapon out of the bullpen that we were very surprised because we have long been on the thought process of why the hell is he still on this team? Yeah. When is he going to be traded? When is he going to be starting for a different team? Because it seems like that he want, that's what he wants to do. So I'll say that about him. Very, very good. I like what I've seen. I will also say the Dodgers are in a very, very tough place right now because it's July. Yeah. Trade deadline is a coming. Uh-huh. Right. We need Almost help. July. We need help in July. Mm-hmm. We do need help in July. That's true. There's not going to be anybody that's going to be coming back in July. There's not going to be a lot of yeah. help coming your way in July. But if we can make it over that hump, get into August, you got a couple names that are going to be available to you all of a sudden. You're going to have a guy like Victor Gonzalez who's probably going to be available to you. You're supposedly supposed to have a Danny Duffy who's going to be available to you. Should have a Tommy Canely who is supposed to be a big piece in this bullpen available to you once again. So the question then becomes, how the hell do you get through this month alive? And there's a couple options that are out there. People have talked about the trade for starting pitchers. Obviously, that's still something that needs to be addressed, still something needs to be figured out. I don't think that they go that route. I do not think that they end up landing a big starting pitcher. I think that they fill the gaps with what they have right now and then use some of those arms that are in the minor league system, those starters, as bullpen pieces to get us through over that hump. Because number one, Provides length out of the bullpen, and we're going to need it. And I think you're going to see a lot of three-inning reliefs over the next month. I think you're going to also see a guy like Ryan Pepio start to piggyback Tony Gonsolin starts. Because, they they, uh, again, they are going as good as Tony has been. And I'm not saying his regression this this season is coming. I'm not saying anything like that. What I am saying is he's never pitched this many innings, and it's June. Yeah, we talked about that last week. You are... I mean, you know, I live it on borrowed time, but you are really mortgaging October the longer you keep pitching, you know, Tony. And uh, we saw, hey, to his tre- credit, the Catman has been nails, claws. He's been claws this season, all season long. Uh, best Dodger pitcher by far in the rotation, consistently staying in there, going every fifth day. Being the stopper, like we talked about, he 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 ends losing streaks, whether he gets the win or not. Nine and zero should be ten and zero because that's what I want. And wins are sexy, but would have been a Cy Young Award winner if you got those ten wins. Yeah, right? there yeah. it is. Yeah, there goes my bet. first person ever in the history of the universe to have ten wins or something like that. But you uh, you can't just you can't keep running them out there. You saw him. Uh, I was getting to to his credit. You know, he told Dave, "Piss off! I don't. I want to stay in there." He said, "Piss, Piss off, ghost. <laughs> I want to keep on doing my pitching." And Dave said, "No." And I think that was a little bit with that eye towards you know the pitch count towards um, the inning count towards the uh, what do they call them the the. Uh, Stress innings? Stress innings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you have a guy like Ryan Pepio. You have an Andre Jackson. You have a Michael Grove. You have these arms that are available to you. Mm-hmm. You also kind of forget we have a Garrett Clevenger and a Justin Brule that are also yeah, in the minor leagues right now that are probably going to be back up this week, I would imagine. Yeah, they really uh You have the <laughs> they pieces. They closer material. They're there. not. They're not. <laughs> you, you have the pieces to make this work and to make it happen without losing any money, any prospect capital, and any current player on the yeah. roster if you don't want to get rid of any of those guys you have the the pieces to make that happen it's just a matter of what they want to do at this point because they could they could stand pat they could stand pat and wait for duffy and yep. wait for dustin may and wait for tommy canely and wait for victor gonzalez and wait for caleb ferguson who should be back soon mm-hmm. rather than later but you have all of these names that are going to be back also a blake trinan who will supposedly be back at some point in his life who knows when that's going to be? They said after Allegedly. the All-Star break, we'll see what actually happens there. But you have so many pieces ready to go. Add in the fact that Reyes Moronta 
My, my God. Burrito. That man is throwing out of his mind right now. I mean, he's throwing some nasty stuff out there. I guess when you got that low of a center of gravity, you can kind of make things happen and, you know, shape your pitches. He's doing well, a great you've job. you've seen it here in office baseball. I definitely have seen it here in office baseball. So, that being said, of the pieces that we have... See, you know, it's a little, it's a little, a little hodgepodge, modgepodge, whatever it's called. It's a little yeah, thrown together. I agree with what you're, what you're saying here. You gotta, you gotta weather that storm of the next month because in August you do have some, you're going to start to have that, uh, you know, hopefully good problem to have. You really hope the Danny Duffy uh, thing works out a year later uh, or a year later than it was supposed to. Right. At some point in time, you are going to have Blake Trinan, who's going to plug right back into that seventh, eighth inning role. The fireman he's going to probably be getting the biggest outs in any particular game, uh, regardless, uh, damn, I was supposed to say irregardless of the inning. Um, but the help is needed. Caleb Ferguson threw a bullpen uh, or live pitching, live, live BP Sunday in Atlanta. Trinan is back in L.A. And, uh, him, actually, and Ferguson are on their way back to L.A. right now. They're going to be doing some work at Dodger Stadium. But, um, yeah, th- there's, a, there's a serious and significant need for relief help. And... Uh, Alondra commented earlier, and I wanted to keep this one up there. If they trade for pitching, what will they give up? In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. So I was thinking about this over the weekend because, you know, this is such an important show that we think about this Uh (laughs) 24-9. All right. Uh, We'll see. Andrew and and the Dodgers and the front office, all that, they've had uh, some interesting results when it comes to bullpen, you know, relief acquisitions. Okay. When they are under the radar moves, Vesia, um, Clevenger, like they work out, uh, Bickford, they work out there in the moment. But they've been snake bit a couple of times in a way, or they've been bit in the ass a couple of times in a way with when they trade for, you know, quote, names in a way. Not to say Josh Fields was a big name, but you know what? He had some... <laughs> You know, he he had a little bit behind his resume. He had got it done at the big league level for a couple of years. And who did they trade away? A relative unknown who's now one of the best sluggers in the American League in Jordan Alvarez. That's the thing. When you go bullpens like that, there's just no relievers. It's such a volatile – in so many ways, trading trading for relief is such a volatile thing. Now we see O'Neal Cruz up with the Pirates, and that was what, Tony Watson? Half a season of Tony half Watson. Half a season yeah. of Tony Watson. He had a season and a half of Josh Fields or whatever, two-ish seasons, and he eventually got released or whatever. Um, I do not think the trade market for bullpen help is the way this team goes. You also have to look at the minor league system beyond the 40-man roster right now because beyond the 40-man roster, there are a bunch of dudes that are performing outstanding in yeah. a league that is meant to to amplify <laughs> offensive statistics. So I'll just say that. Yeah. You look at guys like Marshall Kosowski, I think, is a dude who uh, 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 Tim is very high on. Super, super SD high Dodger on that guy. Tim, friend of the show. Um, probably knows him very well, too, because, of course, he does. Also, Carson Fulmer is pitching out of his GD mind right now. The I was, dude is, yeah. is one of those dudes who was like, hey, you're up with us. Never mind. You're not with us anymore. Yeah. 
Um, Former top prospect. leading the team in saves. I think he's pitching really well. He's got an ERA below two. I mean, Mm -hmm. for a league where it's designed to, like, amplify offensive statistics, that's pretty freaking good. And obviously, you never know how things are going to translate. But Carson Fulmer is one of those guys that has been there, has, uh, you know, had big league opportunities, was a top pick, has the resume behind him could be a guy that's in the in on this team so i mean if you're looking at the options there are a lot of options it's just a matter of being a dodgers fan and always wanting that big name and i understand that but i think you're at a point now where you got to kind of take what you have and work with it and make it work for a month and if you can get by for the next month month and a half which i think the dodgers can more than do that and remain in first place you got a clean runway into the postseason. I mean, you're talking about fresh arms. You're talking about fresh starting pitchers. You're talking about fresh bullpen guys. Uh, yeah. You're in a really good spot. There are bigger worries on this team, I think, than that. Believe it or not. Like, for Fake instance, news. the bench, which we will talk about. Because the bench is... Yeah. You talk about two scoops of ass. <laughs> Actually, I want to talk about the bench on the roundtable. So tune into the roundtable this week. We're uh, filming that on Wednesday afternoon. Um there, there are two big things that can that'll, that'll help this bullpen and help this bullpen survive the next month and a half until dudes start getting healthy. One is Craig Kimbrell needs to learn how to f and do his job again. Jeez. And two, it's Bobby Miller season. Just let it happen. It's time for Bobby Miller to get his feet wet. You add him to the forty-man roster. I don't care who you need to DFA Eddie Alvarez. Bring up Bobby Miller. See what happens in the bullpen. The guy is going to go up here and throw like 112. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got some nasty off speed. And you don't necessarily need to always know where the ball is going as a rookie reliever. Might also be very good experience for him to get that with, uh, get in with Kershaw, get in with, you know, Bueller's obviously injured, but get in with those veteran guys, get in with Mark Pryor sooner rather than mm-hmm. later. And I think that's going to have a really good effect on his career. Hasn't he, been the best at t- Tulsa, but. No, but he comes up now, gets his feet wet, gets that cup of coffee. He learns from the coaching staff what he needs to work on. Goes back down to 2A, 3A, works on it, comes back up, lock it in for Justice. He is Justice. He's going to be one of your top relievers come postseason. It'll be the same kind of like career arc, at least at the beginning, for Walker Bueller. Mm-hmm. He had that taste in the big leagues, yeah. you know, before he actually got the starting gig and became who he is. And obviously, this season's a little different. We don't have to talk about that, but it's very similar. Like, hey, maybe you're not quite ready to go. Maybe you're not big. Le- you're not your stuff's not big league sharp. But come up with us. Throw a little <laughs> bit. We'll talk. Go back down. Work on it. Come back. Maybe that's what you need for him. We had a comment. Uh, where was it? Where did you go? I uh, saw Emerson saying Dodgers do not want to start the clock on Bobby Miller. I, I usually understand that, usually agree with that. However, he's not the youngest dude. You know, he was a college guy when they drafted him. He's he's twenty three, just turned twenty three in April. You know, he's he's not he's not a nineteen year old. It's not like when they called up Julio and, and then, you know, that was a different era. That was a different time. You know, they plugged him straight into the rotation and all that. This is just to get him some work with the coaching staff add in the and fact that i don't think they worry about that because if you look at the next five years i mean wh- who are your starting pitchers for the next five years you're in a place now where you're like we should have walker 
obviously. You hope Dustin May's healthy enough to make it. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to re-sign Julio. And then beyond that, what do you got? Who else is there? My boy, Tony. Your boy, Tony's going to be there, and absolutely. Some, and some scrap heap, dude. Right. And that's that, what I mean. You're in a position Brandon now. Gomes you're in a position now <laughs> where you're like, hey, we could prime this guy. We could get him ready for the coming years because we're going to need that help. And you'd rather have that clock start now, get him working, get him where he needs to be. So that way, when we do need him in the starting rotation, he's bigly ready. He's not coming in from the minor leagues like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I need to work on some stuff. He's ready. So I don't think they're worried about starting the clock. I don't necessarily know how they feel about like guys like Ryan Pepio. Uh, I mean, uh, there, there's a number of guys that have come up through the years where you're like, I don't really know what they plan on doing with you. I mean, Andre Jackson is a good example of that. Yeah. Michael Grove is also a good example of that because I don't yeah. necessarily know where they see them fitting in. I think they see all three of those guys almost as like, you could be in the rotation, <laughs> but you're probably going to end up in the bullpen or being traded. I, I think it's going to be that latter. You could see the, the trade more than anything. I think Pepio, of, of the, those three names, or of those names, has the most uh, likelihood of staying just because he's got that nasty change and you can't really teach the change. You just find a way to teach him a slider, that that, uh, that devastating slider. What's it called? What are they called? The, uh, the Trinan slider, and yeah. then you're good. You can lock that one in. But that's my thing. That's my thing. I say bring up Bobby Miller. Let it figure it out and, and let it eat a little bit right now. I mean, Bobby Miller, I don't think, can be worse than, you know, bad day Bruzdar. That's a good point. Bruzdar is, I mean, his stuff is not there. <laughs> love love me some bazooka, but I don't know, man. I don't know if this is a – we don't have enough bullpen to weather the up and down of, of bazooka right now. But then again, if I'm saying that, how can I say, hey, yeah, let's go ahead and give this this kid a cup of coffee and let him figure it out. Tough times. Glad I'm not the one who has to figure out the bullpen. I also need to figure out the rotation, but the Dodgers do because staying on the injury train, Andrew Heaney is hurt again. He's got that shoulder inflammation because why not? Isn't that fun? They say it's not going to be too long. We know that's a lie because they said that the first time. Two starts and then he was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll be was back. Was that one? Two starts. Oh. He's like, I'll be back in August. <laughs> he knows what he wants. Yeah. Listen, you set yourself up. For a good payday by pitching well in October. Why worry about all the middle months? Yeah, they don't matter. So, I mean, we already kind of alluded to it. Is it internal on the rotation? We've named all these dudes. Or is it big gun time? The big gun side is, of course, Louis Castillo, Freddie, uh, Frankie Montas. It's Freddie's cousin. <laughs> um, the rumors are starting to come in. Hector Gomez, who... Isn't he ESPN, I think? I He's the guy. There are some folks. Peter Gammon's talking about it as well. I mean, the, Dodgers, the Dodgers are going to be in on Luis Castillo and Frankie Montas. You didn't need a tweet to know that. Everybody knew that. Quint's mom could have told you that. She's dead. Yeah. I, I'm feeling more and more like they're not going to go out of org. Look, I mean, any any pitching, I was already pretty convinced of it before. And now that we're like actually talking through it, because I don't usually voice my opinions anywhere outside of here because people are mean. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But now that I'm actually talking through it and realizing who's going to be here and the roster implications of all of that, if you bring in a new person, 40 man is hurt. The four spots, dude, the 40 man, once these guys are healthy, like if you're talking about the end of August, 
you're talking about DFAing a couple of people who are on the current team right mm-hmm. now. I mean, you, uh, Trace, look, Trace Thompson, I love you, man. You're not going to be here come August. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I'll beg to differ, but we'll talk more about that later. Uh, there's going to be a lot of guys. I mean, there's there's a chance Reyes Moronta doesn't make it through somehow because for some reason they think very little of him. I don't know. They got to keep giving him leverage innings, though, yeah. because he's been getting kind of the shit work. <laughs> I feel like hey, he listen, needs to get You got to have that guy, though. You, you got to have somebody who can go in and get the six, seven, eight guys. But you're talking about a DFA of a guy like Garrett Clevenger, of a guy like yeah. Justin Brule, of a guy like Phil Bickford, potentially. Like, these dudes could all be off of the roster by then. You hope Yancey Almonte keeps up whatever the hell he's doing right right now. Yeah. You hope he does, but if he falls apart at the seams at any point during this, he's also on the chopping block. I mean... I feel like Yancey's one of those guys we just need to not talk about. Right. You're just... Everyone's kind of just silently been yeah, like, Yancey's like, very good. Anyways, let's uh, talk about anything else right now, because yeah. he's inexplicably good right now. So, uh, there's a lot of dudes, once this roster is fully healthy which you hope by end of august we're relatively close to that obviously walker's going to be out a little bit longer but when we are fully healthy as a roster crunch when we do a podcast late august we're going to be like who 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 can we dfa there's no one left we're going to have to trade everybody cut them send them i don't know it's gonna be stress season uh and reyes maranta's gonna be stress eating hey my boy thick Mm. rebel scum gaming says what's up what's up what to do, baby? The internal options, of course, for the rotation. It's a very similar situation as the external, or as, sorry, as the bullpen, because rotation. It's, Dustin May is now throwing live batting practice. He's he's working a Camelback. He's working his way back. And over the weekend, they said they are going to build him up as a starting pitcher. Very surprising, but the it's, it's easy to understand why, in that they don't want. Tony Gonsolin to throw 150, you know, 200 innings a season. They, yeah. you really don't know how much longer Tyler Anderson's going to be doing what he's doing because we are already living on borrowed time with that dude. Pitching above his pay grade. You don't know when the next it, Kershaw injury is coming. Not if, but when. It backs, where back back injuries out. don't go away, man. That shit hurt. Yeah, I got a week you back. up one thing. Had it about a week back. I slept wrong one time, like recently. Yeah. What was her name? Mm-hmm. Ask your mom. Shout out. Danny Duffy, they say, you know, maybe back in August. And you don't know. Is that going to be a relief role? I don't think after, what, a year and a half or whatever it's going to be by that point. Maybe a little less. I don't think they're going to try to build him up into a starter. But if you have him pitching in relief, now you got uh, another David Price type of dude. And, and you know, Vessia's still around. You expect Victor Gonzalez back. There's a lot of weird things. See, that's why I think going that's going to become a thing where it's like staff. a lot of piggybacking. I think that's going to happen the more we get into the season. Oh, the further we get into the season, the there's going to be more piggybacking. And on top of that... That means that we go into the postseason with fresh starting pitching arms for the first time since 2014. I don't know when the last time we had fresh arms. Technically 2012, because everybody's pretty, I mean, 2020. Everybody's pretty fresh in 2020. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This this is small. Much smaller. Hey, I had a comment earlier. It said, Who's your uh, favorite minion? Kevin. Is there really a minion? His name's Kevin, Kevin, yeah. You were saying? You don't believe me. His name's Kevin, do you? I fully do. I'm okay. Yeah, his little, name's Kevin. Little uh, G-Man yeah, Shaw. I, I was annoyed. Like, why would... Why would you name him Kevin? Why do you know this? 
You're almost 30, sir. I'm not 30 yet, though. I'm, still in, my, I'm still in my 20s. I'm in my prime. <laughs> <laughs> you just talking about sleeping wrong and having yeah. a backpack? Anyway, what you say, G-Man, G-Man Charles in the stream? Yes, his thoughts on the All-Star Game hats. Have you seen those trucker uh, monstrosities? Why are they trying to make the uh, the trucker thing? Uh, like, the trucker had a thing this year. MLB's like, you know what's in style right now? Trucker hats. <laughs> This is the like thing. They're 25 years late. This is the thing. It took me a little bit, but this is the thing I realized this year with the, the trucker hats and spring training. MLB just loves to troll with these hats because we're talking about it. I like the 4th of July hats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Talk about gas station hats in the Central Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh, Man, I, I look, I'm, I, I will be the first to tell you guys I'm bad with design. I am bad with style. I'm bad with all of that. I like wearing, like, Billabong t-shirts and a hat and shorts. That's what I wear all day. I wear Vans like running shoes. These aren't even like real shoes. I don't have any style. He's not a boy of style. But you look at the, they're bringing out and I'm like, I could have made something infinitely better than any of this. I am of the mindset. Perhaps you guys will join me in this. I'm like 99.9% sure you will join me in this as the fans do. All-Star game absolutely needs to go back to freaking players wearing their own goddamn uniforms dude just forget the the all-star jersey I'm bs game, forget all of that just wear your jerseys go out there if you're the home team you wear your home white jerseys if you're the away team you wear your road jerseys everyone go out have a good time look stylish rep your freaking team it'll yeah. look awesome i'll love it i have yeah. no problem seeing a giants uniform in the outfield during an all-star game it has nothing to do with that it's awesome to be able to represent your team like that and not look like a freaking sideshow art project. I'm I'm fine with them wearing like the softball style jerseys and, and shit like during the derby, around during like BP and all that. But yeah, leave them in their actual uniforms. They they made the All Star team for their team. Let them represent their team. Alternatively, have them play shirtless. Paint the numbers on the back. I would watch that shirtless and only in sliders. You'll get new fans. I'll tell you that only, only fans. fans. Uh, I think we just I think we just won a prize. Yeah. Uh, I saw another one. Marcus bring it up. What about Tommy Canely, Jimmy Nelson? Jimmy Nelson, we do not expect to see until 2023. Had Tommy John, uh, what, August of last year? And that's going to be 12, 14 months. So. Yeah, they won't bother. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he starts tossing by postseason. But uh, the other one being Canely. Canely, they're saying, hopefully, knock on desk. Another August, September type of dude. He better be. Katie Musgrove also says, wear the, wear the designs during the other stuff. Actual uniforms with like an all-star patch during the all-star game. Of oh, course, yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. Easy money. And I think the uh, main purpose, honestly, you know what the main purpose of those design jerseys is? Hmm. To sell jerseys. Because apparently people buy National League and American League all-star jerseys for whatever GD reason. Because oh, it has their favorite player's name. I hate Doyer asking how's uh, Dylan Ben in testicles doing. Uh, he just got back uh, to OKC. I think he, he threw like two outings last I look. Not doing too bad. I mean, a couple he's, of scoreless outings. He's one of those sneaky dudes that you could like not pay attention to until the end of the year, and then Same he comes with bias, up. With, to be it, honest, don't 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 do that. Don't, do, don't listen do that to me. But he's pitched in six games, and if, uh, if Pedro Baez Pedro Baez makes it back to this team this year. I will I will flip a coin. Heads, I retire from all things Dodgers. Uh-huh. Tails, I retire from all things Dodgers. 
That's, that's fair, yeah. yeah. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. He'll be covering the Yankees next season. <laughs> I'm going to go take over for Jake. Yeah. yeah talking Yanks. He could be replaced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, about them Yankees. That's pretty good, Jake. Yeah, I think that was, that was the best I had. Moving on, we had a comment in here asking about, I think it was uh, our boy Nando390. Are you guys going to talk about Kershaw being tired of the Freeman tier? So... On to Atlanta. The Dodgers take two in Atlanta. And Freddie had all the emote. He was, uh, he was very tear. He's very cry. Uh-huh. Um, what was your initial take on it? Did, did you? I mean, I know there were some Dodger fans that uh, were upset. No, he's he's just a, he's a he's an emotional guy. Apparently, we won a promo somehow. Oh hell yeah! Know. Spammers are out heavy today. Good time to drop my OnlyFans account. Um, when you're talking about the emotions of a player, I don't really care, to be honest with you. People were all upset. They were like, why is he crying over his old team? And I'm like, the dude spent his entire life there. He made all his friends there. His kids have friends there. His wife has friends there. That's mm-hmm. where he spent all of his time. That's where his big league dreams came true. And I, don't, I just don't understand people Up who are... Up to and including a World Series championship. Exactly. He brought a World Series dreams, home yeah. and then got shafted by Atlanta. So, of course, he's going to have some emotions. Of course, he's going to be a little sad and a little emotional when he comes into things. I don't personally understand it. Me, I, I would not be crying about that. I'm, gonna, I'm not a very emotional guy. But that being said, I can understand it. And I think where it fell short and where he got kind of screwed was the media-driven version of it. Because every time he came to the plate, they were like, and look at Freddie cry. To the point where the ESPN broadcasters, I mean, even Eddie was just like, oh, maybe we'll get to see Freddie cry again. Jeez, come on, guys. And it was just like, dude, you guys got to chill with this. Like, show another highlight. Show him winning the World Series with the Braves. Do anything else. Come on. Like, relax a little bit. So I think he definitely got screwed by that a little bit. You had to know that that was going to be the setup for the entire series, them Mm. harping on that over and what? over and over and over again so with that i don't think he was necessarily treated fair i think he continues to be not treated super fair by dodgers fans in particular um i don't think he wants to be back in atlanta which is what people have said i don't think yeah, that's yeah, the case at could, all he could, i think he wants to be the place that paid him money to play for their team he could love and, and miss atlanta and still come here do his job and do it well and be a dodger and be happy to be a dodger and be pulling on the same side of the rope as his team to try to win a championship and beat them braves of which do the you, dodgers did do you miss any of your exes mrs frg close your ears oh no that's a big no me too. Yeah, that's a massive no. Yeah. Like, you ever look back and it's being like, man, how dumb were they? Mm. Yeah, because they were like, man, Steph Curry is getting paid millions to, to hit threes, and I was doing it for years for free, dude. That's all I'm saying. Hey, but, but you know, uh, by the way, you know, he, he did go, um, didn't have the best first game, but Freddie goes out there, collects four hits against his own team, his old team. But the big thing. Uh, that ESPN tried to drive and make a narrative was Kershaw's interview with friend of the show, our friend and former DN editor Gabe Burns of the AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, where Kershaw you know, said, hope we're not playing second fiddle here or second fiddle with, with uh, Freddie Freeman. Did that do anything? Did that move the needle at all for you? No, I think it was said in jest. Like is the the sly Clayton Kershaw half smile where he's just like, huh. and he's like, no, I'm just. I mean, Freddie's a great guy, you know. Where he just like continues on to that. You train mean of thought. Clayton Kershaw, who notoriously avoids bulletin board material and is the most bland 
dude save for his gear whenever it's a ping pong tournament? Yeah, I don't. Said I don't think he said anything seriously. I don't think anything he was. Why would he say something that he would know would be a headline across the country? He's not that guy. He's company man, just like most of the Dodgers. They know what to say. They know what not to say. Uh, tone is everything, and you can't yeah. get tone through uh, little words on paper sometimes. And I get that. Internet. However, either. I will also say that when people are reporting that, they have to report exactly as it was presented to them. You can't really push yourself into that conversation to be mm-hmm. like, "Well, I think he was joking here," you know, because you yeah. don't. You're not him. You don't know. So I understand why it was reported like that. However, I think as logical human beings, well, I should just stop there. Yeah, yeah. Forget it. You I see, because we're not logical. And, and no, we're Dodger fans. Yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, ESPN snipped only that part of the article or of mm-hmm. the interview, mm-hmm. ran with that, drove home their own narrative and their own story and their own version, where maybe there's division in the Dodgers clubhouse. Maybe there's division Everybody with your hates, mom. <laughs> everybody hates Freddie Freeman, who wants to be a brave still. Ooh. And they're all signing autographs. Anyways, it's really, really stupid. One of the things I did have, I don't, I don't know if it's a concern on, on the last little bit on specifically Freddie. The Friday game, he looked overwhelmed. He looked a little overwhelmed at times. And I'm kind of curious, like, to you, is there any concern about it maybe being like a little overwhelming, a little bit too much for him? Let's say come postseason. Dodgers matching up against the Braves, NLCS, third year in a row. This one, it's for all the marbles, and he can't perform against his old team. Can't get it up. Can't get it up. I I do think it's one of those scenarios where it's like, I got it out of the way. This was the first trip back home. It's done with now. He understood. I mean, there was a moment where he talked about stepping into the box, and then Braves fans booed him, and he was like, of course, like I'm the opposing team. And I think that was kind of a turning moment for him where he's like, yep, this is exactly what it's going to be. I'm a Dodger now. They're the Braves. We are going to play each other a lot, probably in the postseason. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a battle to the very end with them, more than likely, them or the Mets. So I, a part of me worries about it a little bit, especially Sunday night when they were cutting back to him, just sitting on the bench, mm-hmm. uh, you know, late in the game, especially when they were down and it would look like he was not going to get another at bat. It kind of, you know, makes you a little nervous a little bit, but I don't know. He's a big leader. He gets paid a lot of money. I think he can control himself. Cool and special says one in four men are affected. It's a pill for that. Use mm-hmm. our special promo code. The other narrative, if it wasn't Freddie crying, it was, this is a playoff preview, of which it likely is, unless, you know, the Mets are there and the Dodgers maybe aren't, which that seems hard, but hard to, to imagine. But also, we didn't think uh, they wouldn't be in the World Series in 2021. So, you know, things become things. There was a little bit of everything in this series, though. I think um, you really, you really had uh, the bullpens on full display and, and pitching on full display. I, I, I think my favorite secondary uh, storyline was Kenley Jansen. Kenley lit up the Dodgers, then shat the bed. And we talked about it in the pregame <laughs> IG live. You talked about it like the way you put it, which is Dave Roberts would never throw Kenley Jansen in back-to-back games, but Snit hasn't learned that one yet. He got to figure it out. He's going to learn real soon. He's going to learn <laughs> real gonna, soon. Gonna learn I mean, today. You got him on uh, – you got Fox on Saturday. You got ESPN on Sunday. You got Kenley on both games. Snit, that's not the way Kenley operates, man. You got to give him a day off. You got to give him one nationally televised game off. And <laughs> KJ74 coming in, throwing 98 miles per hour, which Dave – 
Dave Roberts and his dumbass comments. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. You saw it. You saw it in your lifetime, and you saw it even last year when he. Remember when everybody like, was like in. Uh, it was against the Mariners, and he's yeah, like, yeah. Are those 97s? I like oh, the, shit. I like, the, uh, I like the commentary where it's like, This might be the best Kenley's ever been. And I was like, What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is the best he's ever been? A three plus ERA and like maybe locking down every save? Sure, why not? But this is not the best Kenley has ever been. I mean, you talk yeah. about the best. Kenley was. Elite, le- he was better. Se- I mean, the than 17 most closers, numbers. Oh, the 17 numbers, but yeah. also, I mean, just everything 12 through 17. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous numbers. I mean, you talk about like his reign and as con- in consistency as a closer. Yeah. I mean, he's up there with the best in the history of the game. You now, we've already talked about it, and obviously, Eric Gagne had a very good run of two and a half seasons. Yes, we know this already. Kenley Jansen is still the greatest Dodgers closer of all time, regardless of that. And you can argue with a wall on that one because, uh, I don't care for your opinion on that matter because I'm right and you're wrong. So shut up. However, yes, it was very funny to watch them um, stroke his ego is what they were doing there. It was just funny to see it happen. We all knew what was going to happen. The writing was on the walls there. Obviously a very lucky Trace Thompson hit changes things up. (laughs) That's the name of the game for Kenley, though. You know those little singles fall in. You know those little base hits fall in on him, and that's his demise every single time. You know that's how it happens. You know it happens when there's a bleeder into the outfield and then a walk or something like that, and then the game falls apart from there. It it comes unraveled. It's what happens every single time. Starts worrying about the runner on second, and that becomes a whole thing. They were showing the highlight or the slow of a couple different things and I noticed what you and I noticed spring training 2019 yeah the head down looking mm-hmm. straight down at the ground while he's throwing the ball trying to over pull down on trying it. to throw yeah. the ball as hard as he can yeah. and I'm like ah there he is that's my Kenley vintage Kenley comes in looks phenomenal and then in the immortal words of that uh that bacon dog then what happened uh, <laughs> yeah. maple cake yeah you mentioned Trace, big game Trace, Thompson, TT, not whatever his brother's name, whose name escapes me. He, he won a, he won a, Clayton. Uh, yeah, he won a soccer uh, match. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clay Thompson, who really, listen, you, you were, you were, you were fake high on Trace when they, they brought him back. I never. <laughs> you were, uh, you were high for the, for the clicks. Nobody saw this coming. I did. Trace did not see this coming. No pressure on him. Absolutely zero pressure. There's nothing for him to lose here. He's got a second chance at life. He's still not posting great numbers. Obviously, his he's babbipping the hell out of things right now. What? Which, good for him. Make it you want to know how babbip works? You watch that that game winning uh, hit, hit or go ahead hit last night. He thought he popped it up like the everybody thought he popped it up except for Kenley. Kenley's and Kenley son of a. <laughs> it's really funny to so watch. Good. But that being said, he's making the most of the opportunities that he has. I love it for him. He's getting another start today, which I think is four starts in a row, mm-hmm. maybe, give or take. He wasn't supposed to start over the weekend, but Zach McKintry died or something like that. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, I heard he uh, it was his neck. I think he fell, he's got in the, good neck. he fell in the shower or something like that. I don't know. You know how things uh, things happen. Did something you, happen think, uh, you think he finds a way to uh, stick around? So, you had mentioned earlier that he would be one of the first people to not um, survive this roster beyond or into August. I think this stretch, five home runs, home run, uh, or sorry, five RBI, home run, you know, a couple um, doubles and all that, some, some big hits in key situations. Yeah. Listen, Dave, Dave has a weird allegiance to randos like that. Yeah, he do. And and I think he bought himself a roster spot 
Like he can go on on just an absolute, you know, shit spiral, not hit again, and still be on this roster and like through August. That's you, what I, I think. I bet you he hits two dongs in Colorado. Yeah, I can see that happening. And then, boom, that's the rest of the season. That's, that's his year. He just, think of he just how glides long, off of that. <laughs> think of how long they held on to dumbass Steve Souza. Uh, Trace Thompson's is 2022 Souza. No, he's not. He's better than Souza. I mean, as a person, sure, probably. But, yeah. yeah. And he has uh, uh, better. He's better. He's pretty, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth but, swing. But in, More in, athletic, better outfielder. But in terms of... Roster and 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 how they view him and how he's being used. How many starts did Steven Souza get? I don't know. Ask your mom. I uh, like probably Google that real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say had... I'm gonna say he doesn't get nearly as many starts as uh, Trace does. Hey, Terry Gates is in the stream. Says uh, love you guys. Love you too, Terry. We really, I appreciate you. Getting into some comments here. Sorry, guys. We've been uh, we've been a little uh, preoccupied. Sunny says Kirsch must start the All Star game. All right. Are you starting Kershaw? Are you starting Tony? If you had your uh, P's and Q's about it. You had your way about it. Tony or Clayton? Yeah. Just Clayton for Coward. purposes of uh, Coward. honor Coward. and glory. Coward. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, if you're looking at the uh, plate appearances, um, Sousa, Sousa had more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he only had uh, 36, and Trace Thompson's already passed the halfway point. Yeah, but, you know, listen. He's get four more tonight, probably. So, maybe two more. <laughs> Bruce Davis in the stream saying, hi, Clint Brook, to my, my two favorite Dodgers nation. Appreciate you, bud. Thanks for hanging oh, out with us, guys. Don Gibbs says the claw, so you would start the claw. You know, you would have to announce it. If, if I let you somehow, using this power I don't have, let you go and name the All-Star Game starting starter, you have to be like Clayton the Claw Kershaw. The Minotaur. And you have to be like real, you have to have that pause in there and like deeply Clayton, stare. Clayton the Claw Kershaw. Oh, God, don't get me started on the claw. Who does that, man? In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Moving on to the final stanza of this show. I think stanza is the right word for this. Costanza. Costanza. The game is already on. Go Dodgers. We will get out of here in a second. But for people listening, you know, this is a, this is a whole new world. A whole fantastic point of view. Nothing to tell us nowhere to go. Whether we're still dreaming. Look at the week ahead. First of all, importantly, we're trending in the right direction on our roadie positions. Uh, predictions. I think we both said uh, six and three, but in very different ways. You said two, one, two, one, two, one. Yeah, we've had a lot of success with Roadhead. And I then, mean, uh, roadies. Sorry. Um, um. Now in the evil Colorado, as we are calling this game, Tyler Anderson, I do not have high hopes in this Colorado start. Clayton Kershaw, I really hope can survive not only being in Colorado, but the flight back to L.A. because he's got old man back. They're going to make him stand on that flight. <laughs> Like, can, can we get Clayton Kershaw a private jet that just has, like, a, a Lazarus chamber in it or something? Like, can we just get him, mm. like, a, like, a pod? Like Darth Vader? Yes. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw needs a pod. Uh, pod's legal in Colorado. 
Dunk Dunk Kim's going on some uh, <laughs> some Seinfeld style. It's not T Bone. You guys maybe don't think I'm funny. It's Coco the monkey. It's Coco the monkey. <laughs> Why no T Bone? <laughs> oh, hey, you guys remember? Uh, you guys remember 1996? Anyways, oh, I got, anyways I got big time fears about them two boys being out there in Colorado. But hopefully, hopefully, I am wrong. But rest in peace in them ERAs. That's how it's going to be. What's your record? Well, I mean, I, I guess I got to be two one because I said six and three. Coward. I'm going to say they uh, take all three games in Colorado. Ooh. Matter of fact. Ooh-wee. And the important one. <laughs> I mean, especially to San Diego. The Padres come to Los Angeles after this. And uh, you guys remember when we used to play the National League West? Uh. In a minute. Padres, Dodgers, Friday, or is it Thursday through? Mm-hmm. Do they have a game on Thursday? Thursday to Sunday. Thursday through Sunday. <sighs> it's going to be annoying because then, you know, all the people or the little ants are going to come crawling out of Do- uh, Padres Twitter again like they do. I'm going to say it's going to be a rough series for us. I can see that. A lot that. of jet lag, a lot of tiredness, a lot of injured, a lot of uh, tired. Coming from the awful Colorado. Right. I think it's going to be a rough series we'll, for us, to be honest with you. We'll preview that series more on our upcoming roundtable, which is going to happen on Wednesday, so it works out. Is Dontrell calling any of those games? We do need D-Train, God, but it's going to be at D. home, so we're going to get some uh, we can get some oral out of it. Uh, good, good old D and oral. Uh, I guess we got to predict it for this show. How do you think the Padre series is going to turn out? Four games? 2-2. Mm, two, two. Hmm. Best case scenario, I think, too. So, so the Padres are going to win the World Series then. Yeah, congratulations yeah. to them. Shout Way to go. That's how it is. I don't hate splitting a series with the Padres at this point in the year, to be honest with you. No, that's more than, more than good enough, and that is more than good enough for today's show. We wanted to try to keep it shorter because, again, it is game time. We did a pregame show. Now we're cutting into game time, and we don't want to take away from Joe. And who is helping? Who's on the broadcast right now? Is it, is it a D-Train? I have no idea. I don't know. The I'm asking schedule. them. That's why I looked at the camera. Hello, friends. Do you know who's on the broad, 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 broadcast Hi, today? Do, Do you, you like, like violence? violence? Want to see me stick nine? Wait, I don't want to get demonetized. A reminder again. He already said it. That's EK. Thank you, Anthony Keen. Uh, no show next Monday, which means we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> ah, he did where, it. Where's my boy, Mike? Goddamn. <laughs> Anyways. Until then, guys, find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon Music, everywhere your podcasts are available. Chances are we are going to be there. So leave a review, leave a rating, whatever you can do on those things. We'd appreciate you. Subscribe, download the Dodgers Nation app. We are on the App Store. Keep it tuned to the internet for uh, more information on that app. Uh, it helps us out a whole bunch if you download the app. And uh, I think that's all the words I got. Those are good words, man. I'm really the best proud of words. You. Guys, I'm at Brooke me three, me, me 3 That is at RealFRG. We're on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Dodger Nation on Twitter and Instagram as well. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Go Dodgers. Tell your mom. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.